Welcome to this episode of WikiWalks, a short podcast devoted to some of the more intriguing and, huh, who knew, articles that you can run across in the weird world of Wikipedia. I'm your host, Chris Grismer. When I look over all the listener counts for my previous 19 episodes, it would appear that the one that's gotten the least love is my episode on the double Irish and a Dutch sandwich, a six-minute journey through international transfers and tax havens. Riveting stuff, I thought. So, much like an abused pound puppy that keeps returning to his cruel master, despite the nightly beatings and placement out in the cold, I come back to give you another tax episode. Maybe it's just persistence. Maybe it's masochism. Maybe it's Maybelline. Either way, tax havens are a great savings on your company's profits. However, our story today never leaves the U.S., although it does travel through perhaps the most forgotten and overlooked state, Delaware. We're in Delaware. It was our first state, after all, and it's filled with vibrant and proud Delo... Delo... Delorites? Dela... Delawareans? Dela walruses? Dela Reeses? Scholars maintain the true nomenclature for a group of Dela whatevers was lost long ago. Delaware has just under a million people and is home to a boatload of historical artifacts like Fort Delaware or Joe Biden. But what Delaware lacks in people, intrigue, cachet, clout, purpose, reasons to visit, it makes up in generous and beneficial corporate tax laws. Only 0.3% of the U.S. population lives in Delaware. However, more than 65% of Fortune 500 companies and over 80% of publicly traded companies call Delaware home. In fact, Delaware has more companies than people. Companies that incorporate in Delaware don't have to pay corporate income taxes on money made outside of the state. And income from interest and investments isn't taxed either. But the real prize of this state's tax law is that there is no tax on intangible assets. An intangible asset is something that isn't, well, I don't know, tangible, you know, a.k.a. physical, like a trademark, a copyright, patents, and the like. To give a real-world illustration here, let's say I start a hair salon called The Perm Bank. We sell products for perms. Let your soul glow. And we have a logo, a motto, and a slogan that reads, Get a lot out of your hair. We have salons all over the country, from Shelbyville to Springfield, and at least three of the Dakotas. Let's say our salon in Tresemme, Louisiana, is just crushing it. Now, normally the perm bank would be subject to state taxes, but... Instead, we create a subsidiary of the perm bank and stick that sucker in Delaware, and we give it all the rights to those aforementioned intangible assets. Now our salon down in the bayou will pay our Delaware subsidiary a trademark fee to use those assets. Our massively popular perm bank salon did a million dollars in sales. Can you believe it? Oh, but man, it is pricey to use all those assets, those logos and all the branding. Good night. So, we're going to have to pay our Delaware subsidiary $950,000 for the rights to use all that fun branding. Well, that leaves us with a net of $50,000 instead of $1 million. So, we only pay taxes on the $50K. And our Delaware bro, who just made $950K in licensing fees, he pays zero because Delaware doesn't tax intangible property. This is called the Delaware loophole. Every year, the government loses out on about $9.5 billion, with a B, 
because of the Delaware loophole. You could buy almost 9.5 billion Joe Bidens with that kind of money. So, how does that relate to a tiny building with 285,000 businesses? I mean, it is in the episode title, so it's a fair question, and I'm glad you asked. When you think of famous addresses, several come to mind. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, the Gettysburg, 42 Wallaby Way, perhaps. But if you want to save real big on your taxes, you need to know 1209 Orange Street, Wilmington, Delaware. Huh? It looks like a single-story tenement out of Bebe's kids, perhaps just a beige-colored shoebox with an occasional window in it, and a logo that just says CT on it, which stands for CT Corporation, the group who owns the building. Get excited. It's just, it's literally the most forgettable thing you've ever seen. I've already forgotten what it looks like. But inside this khaki-colored rectangle of sadness is the mailing address for 15% of all U.S. companies. You see, to take advantage of the Delaware loophole, you need to have an address in the state, a place to receive mail and legal documents. But the law doesn't require you to have any employees in that state. So companies like Google, American Airlines, Apple, GM, Coca-Cola, Walmart, Verizon, and even people like President Donald Trump and his BFF Hillary Clinton all have addresses in this building. I just went back and looked at the building again, and seriously, I've already forgotten what it looks like while I'm looking at it. So, now you know. All your favorite brands get their important legal mail in Wilmington. I know they say home is where the heart is, but if your heart's in your wallet, well, then you probably called Delaware home. <laughs> 